hope you're ready for some sonic seduction and some ear-wrenchingly great music as we have it all on today's show. This is our Apocalypse, the soundtrack for the final days. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. I am DJ Merrick, your hostess with the mostest, all right? So we have a wonderful sonic journey ahead for you on our Apocalypse. We've also got our news items of the apocalypse to share with you, strange, silly news stories from around the world, as well as annals of the apocalypse. Yes, it's the month of April now, and the Grim Historian is back sharing some dark moments in human history. Let's start it all off with our ditty. Siege durch Zweckschätzung is the name of this song on the Aral Apocalypse.
többi, mint parancsák, cirkusz őrület. the song called The Great Man Part 2, Realization on the Aral Apocalypse. That's a band from Hungary. We also heard from another Eastern European act, Cold Fusion, from Poland. To the Bitter End was the name of that song. That release, interestingly enough, released on Steinklang Industries. Uh, Cold Fusion usually does their releases through Agent Eden or War Office of Propaganda, but that one released on Steinklang Industries. And we heard from a band from Chile, Nagrinder was the name of that band. Nagrinder, N-A-G-R-I-N-D-R, Lenore was the name of the track. And for more information on them, you can go to myspace.com forward slash Nagrinder official. And we also heard from a band called Artidi from Sweden, Siege durch as a name of that track great way to start off the show and we have lots in store for you as i mentioned coming up later on annals of the apocalypse but of course we must start off with our news of the apocalypse and this one i don't know if you're a big fan of uh april fool's day me personally not so much sometimes sometimes i'm in the mood but I, w- I don't think i was this year i don't know but this one was a good one from april fool's day a mayor set to sue over an alien hoax A town mayor in Jordan is considering suing a local newspaper over an April Fool's Day report saying aliens had landed. Al Gad's front page story said flying saucers flown by 10 feet tall creatures had landed in the desert town of Jaffur. It said communication networks went down and frightened townspeople fled into the streets. Mayor Mohammed Malayan said parents were so frightened they did not send their children to school. Mr. Malayan said, students didn't go to school, their parents were frightened, and I almost evacuated the town's 13,000 residents. People were scared that aliens would attack them. He immediately notified the security authorities, who said they combed the area looking for the aliens, but they did not find any. Algad's front page piece said the giant aliens had arrived on flying saucers lighting up the town. Musa Barahuma, Al-Gad's managing editor, said the newspaper was simply having some good-natured fun on April Fool's Day and had apologized for any inconvenience caused. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I wish uh, they would grow, grow, get a sense of humor. I think it's kind of funny myself, but uh, it reminds me of uh, War of the Worlds, you know, <laughs> kind of um, in modern, set in modern times. April Fools, right? So welcome to April. Here we are with another our first Arl Apocalypse of April. Up next, we have some um, lovely medieval uh, neoclassical music for you. We have a band from the UK called the Medieval Babes. We haven't heard anything from them in the last few years. I'm hoping they're still around. I think 2006 was their last output, but we'll go ahead and give a listen. The name of this track is called Averil on the Arl Apocalypse. When they night and the waters wax and grana, laugh and grass, blossom as free as in a valley. When a love is to me, not a gun, with one spare a silken, with them die me, bloody fingers, me hurt at a head. He have loved all this young, that he may lose. Then a man, he have seeked many seek, lay man for thee, not a man. Sweet a lamb, and that may you a son, sweet a lamb, and a 
the lovely Ben from Italy, Ataraxia. Akies Martes was the name of that song. They've got a brand new CD coming out soon. Keep your eyes open for that. Ataraxia.net is the place to go. Can you believe it? That band has been around for 20 years. Wow. Caprice, also in that set there, a song called Sage. They're from the Russian Federation, and that released from the Picos Noveni French label. We also heard from a band from the UK, Medieval Babes, with a song called Averil. Lovely set of music here on the RL Apocalypse. And just a reminder, if you want to find out more information about this little podcast, you can go to myspace.com forward slash RL Apocalypse. Of course, we are also on Facebook. Just do a search for RL Apocalypse and uh, join our, our little group of fun there. And you can find out more information about the show, talk with us, chat with us, send me messages, as well as if you'd like to find out where to donate a little little cashola to help keep this podcast going strong. You can find out the information there. We sure would appreciate it. See you there. Okay. Well, I'm ready for just some more music already. Let's go ahead and check out this band from France. They're called Moracot Terror Terror Key Ripuk Agonize. And the name of this track is called Ein Frankreich on the RL Apocalypse. <laughs> Je me suis adressé cette nuit à l'adversaire pour lui demander s'il est prêt à rechercher avec moi, entre soldats, après la lutte et dans l'honneur, les moyens de mettre un terme aux hostilités. Après cette terrible épreuve, la France qui a conservé à travers les siècles le sens d'une architecture équilibrée et grandiose, La France, pays où la finesse de l'humour va de pair avec les sentiments artistiques les plus finement développés. La France, pays des bâtisseurs de cathédrales. La France, redevable de sa grandeur à l'ingéniosité proverbiale de ses artisans.
band from Massachusetts, USA, Werewolf Ensemble, with a song called I Scream in the Sun. That's uh, from their 2009 release on Skullline Records called Axis Cthulhu. For more information, skullline.de. And that's Skullline with three L's. Soldnergeist was also in that set with a song called Cerebral Blood Flow, a band from Germany, and they got my blood flowing all right. Also, a band from France was in that set, the top of that set, Mordecai Terror, Kirupa Agonize, Ein Frankreich was the name of that ditty. All right, I have another news item of the apocalypse to share with you also on uh, a recent timely issue about Easter. I hope you had a lovely Easter. Uh, Some people apparently didn't in Australia. Some people were a little distressed by a uh, display of the crucifixion. So the police banned this distressing crucifixion. Police in Australia shut down a crucifixion reenactment outside a shopping center after it caused public distress. The Heaven on Earth church group set up the Easter reenactment featuring a half-naked bloodied Jesus on a large wooden cross in Geelong, Australia. But residents complained to police saying the sight of a man covered in blood was absolutely disgusting and had upset young children. Louise Bridges, who lives close to where the reenactment was staged, said her six-year-old son had been disturbed by the scene. She said my son was worried when they were real, that they were really hurting Jesus because he was covered in blood and moaning and calling out, why, why? Police used laws forbidding obscene, threatening, or indecent language or behavior in public to shut down the display. But Pastor Sarah Keneally said the reenactment was supposed to get people to stop and think about what Easter is really about. A police spokesman said the closing down of the display was not about religious beliefs. It was due to numerous complaints from the public regarding offensive behavior. Uh, Well, you know, we're so sanitized in this day and age, I'm not surprised. But uh, what do you think? (laughs) What do you think? It's a very bloody religious ceremony. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, have to take care of ourselves too much, huh? don't we? Oh, the children. Yeah, yeah. What can you say? Anyway, I did. I do hope you had a happy Easter. I, I, I don't think I did anything terribly exciting. Well, of course, I went to go see Boyd Rice. Non. Yeah, that was exciting. So um, um, that was good. Good times. Uh, Cult, Cult of Youth also played. And uh, Zev did a uh, quick little set with, with Boyd. Uh, really good time. So that was my holy Sunday. My holy Easter was spent uh, in communion with Boyd Rice and about uh, 300 other people. <laughs> so maybe it was better than your Easter. (laughs) Good times, good times. Okay, so coming up next, we do have um, a band, a lovely neo-folk band, brand relatively new. Actually, no, they're not. They, they, They put out some stuff a long time ago, then they disbanded for a while, and now I think they're starting to put out stuff under the neo-folk genre. Uh, and there's a band from Australia, as I mentioned, called Kunstgerecht. Name of this track is called Back on the RL Apocalypse.
what I've done and since But what can I reply Who know it wasn't I But someone just like me Who went across the sea And with my head and hands Killed men in foreign lands Though I must bear the blame Because he bore my
Jägerblut, a band from Germany with an untitled track. That's track number five from their release called Tannoid. We also heard from Sorrow with Petite Clocher, Fact Grand Son. That's uh, Rose McDowell from the UK. If some of you are familiar with Rose's work with Death in June, Current 93, Coil, just to name a few. Lux Interno is also in that set with Flowers Under Glass, formerly from New York, now residing in San Francisco, wonderful band on the project label from the USA. And Kunstgerecht was also in that set, a band from Australia, and the name of that track was called Simply Back. All right, so we've got our Annals of the Apocalypse coming up. Hey, Beelzepug, be quiet. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Beelzepug is joining me in the studio, and uh, he's being rambunctious today. Hey, hey, <laughs> he's destroying things in the studio. It's uh, not a good uh, <laughs> not a good idea, I guess, to bring your pug to the studio, but uh, I, I, I can't leave him behind. Anyway, we've got our Annals of the Apocalypse. Let's go onwards with that for the month of April. So here we go. Grim Historium, please take it away. Hello, and welcome to your Annals of the Apocalypse for the month of April. On April 3rd, 1996, the Unabomber was arrested. At his small wilderness cabin in Montana, Theodore John Kaczynski is arrested by FBI agents and accused of being the Unabomber. The elusive terrorist blamed for 16 mail bombs that killed three people and injured 23 during an 18-year period. Disillusioned with the world around him, Kaczynski bought a 1.4-acre plot near his brother's home in Montana in 1971. For the next 25 years, Kaczynski lived as a hermit, occasionally working odd jobs and traveling, but mostly living off his land. He developed a philosophy of radical environmentalism and militant opposition to modern technology, and tried to get academic essays on the subjects published. It was the rejection of one of his papers by two Chicago-area universities in 1978 that may have prompted him to manufacture and deliver his first mail bomb. After a series of destructive and deadly bombings, Kaczynski sent a manifesto in 1993 to the New York Times and the Washington Post saying he would stop the killings if it were published. In 1995, the Washington Post published the so-called Unabomber's Manifesto. Kaczynski's brother, David, read the essay and recognized his brother's ideas and language. He informed the FBI in February 1996 that he suspected that his brother was the Unabomber. On April 3rd, Ted Kaczynski was arrested in his, at his cabin in Montana, and an extensive evidence, including a live bomb and an original copy of the manifesto, was discovered at the site. On January 22nd, 1996, Kaczynski pleaded guilty on all counts and was spared the death penalty. He showed no remorse for his crimes and in May was sentenced to four life sentences plus 30 years. And on April 23rd, 1014, King Brian of Ireland is murdered by Vikings. Brian Baru, the High King of Ireland, was assassinated by a group of retreating Norsemen shortly after his Irish forces defeated them. Brian, a clan prince, seized the throne of the southern Irish state of Dal Kellis from his Ergeracht rulers in 963. He subjected all of Munster, extended his power over all of Southern Ireland, and in 1002 became the High King of Ireland. Unlike previous High Kings of Ireland, Brian resisted the rule of Ireland's Norse invaders, and after further conquest, his rule was acknowledged across most of Ireland. As his power increased, relations with the Norsemen on the Irish coast grew increasingly strained. In 1013, Citric, King of the Dublin Norse, formed an alliance against Brian, featuring Viking warriors from Ireland, the Hebrides, the Orkneys, and Iceland, as well as 
soldiers of Brian's native Irish enemies. On April 23rd, 1014, Good Friday, forces under Brian's son, Mercurad, met and annihilated the Viking coalition at the Battle of Clontiff near Dublin. After the battle, a small group of Norsemen, fleeing from their defeat, stumbled upon Brian's tent, overcame his bodyguards, and murdered the elderly king. Victory at Clontiff broke the Norse power in Ireland forever, but Ireland largely fell into anarchy after the death of Brian. Also in the month of April, in China, the Great Sparrow Campaign is called off, but it's too late. The Great Sparrow Campaign, also officially known as the Four Pest Campaign, was one of the first actions taken in the Great Leap Forward in China from 1958 to 1962. The Four Pests to be eliminated were rats, flies, mosquitoes, and sparrows. The campaign was initiated by Mao Zedong, the first president of the People's Republic of China. Sparrows were included on the death list because they ate grain seeds, causing disruption to agriculture. It was decided that all of the peasants in China should bang pots and pans and run around to make the sparrows fly away in fear. Sparrow nests were torn down, eggs were broken, and nestlings were killed. Initially, the campaign did improve the harvest. By April 1960, the National Academy of Science found that sparrows ate insects more than they did seeds. Mao declared, forget it, and, f and ordered the end of the campaign against sparrows. By this time, however, it was too late. With no sparrows to eat them, locust populations ballooned, swarming the country with a co and compounding the, the problems already caused by the Great Leap Forward and adverse weather conditions, leading to the Great Chinese Famine in which around 300 million people died of starvation. Good job. And on April 12, 1861, the American Civil War begins. The bloodiest four years in American history began when, when Confederate shore batteries under the General P.G.T. Beauregard opened fire on Union-held Fort Sumter and South Carolina's Charleston Bay. During the next 34 hours, 50 Confederate guns and mortars launched more than 4,000 rounds at the poorly supplied fort. On April 13th, U.S. Major Robert Anderson surrendered the fort. Two days later, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln issued a proclamation calling for 75,000 volunteers to quell the Southern insurrection. As early as 1858, the ongoing conflict between North and South over the issue of slavery had led Southern leadership to discuss a unified separation from the United States. By 1860, the majority of the slave states were publicly threatening secession if the Republicans, the anti-slavery party, won the presidency. Following Republican Abraham Lincoln's victory over the divided Democratic Party in November of 1960, South Carolina immediately initiated secession proceedings. Within six weeks, five more southern states, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana, had followed South Carolina's lead. By fe in February 1861, delegates from those states convened to establish a unified government. Jefferson Davis of Mississippi was subsequently elected the first president of the Confederate States of America. When Abraham Lincoln was inaugurated on March 4, 1861, a total of seven states, Texas had joined the pact, had seceded from the Union. Four years after the Confederate attack on Fort Sumner, the Confederacy was defeated at the total cost of 620,000 Union and Confederate soldiers dead. And also, on a, in April, four years later, on April 14, 1865, President Abraham Lincoln was shot. John Wilkes Booth shoots President Abraham Lincoln at a play at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C., kicking off one of the largest manhunts in American history. And this has been your Annals of the Apocalypse for the month of April. And as always, thank you so much, Grim Historian. 
All right, back into the music. We have a band from Italy, another Italian band. This is a band called Vestigial. Uh, released on Cold Meat Industry called Translucent Communion a little while ago, a few years ago. We're going to give a listen to the track called Primordial Communication on the Arl Apocalypse.
Vasilisk with a song called Aqua. I, I believe they are from Japan. I'm not 100% sure. Couldn't find a lot of information on this band on the internet. So uh, there you go, Vasilisk. We also heard from Ulf Soderberg, a band from a fellow from Sweden, with his song called Det Vakande Tinget uh, 1 Nordvest. And uh, for those of you who like that, you also want to check out his other project called Sephiroth uh, stuff. Uh, you can find out from Cold Meat Industry, coldmeat.se. Vestigial, also in that set, another Cold Meat uh, release uh, called Translucent Communion. Again, coldmeat.se is the place to go. Oh, the name of that track was called Primordial Communication. Okay, so we have another news item of the apocalypse to share with you. One final one before we say goodbye. This one is, uh, of course, filed under the stupid criminal file because uh, we love those stories. Man fleeing Ohio police jumps fence into prison. Police say a motorist fleeing officers in Cleveland abandoned his car and jumped a fence, landing in what turned out to be a prison yard. Garfield Heights police say the chase started in that Cleveland suburb over a traffic violation and reached speeds of 90 miles per hour. Police say that after a race through several communities, the driver and a passenger bolted from the car and headed for a fence. They apparently did not realize it was the outside of a state woman's prison. They were arrested along with two other passengers who also tried to flee. Well, surprise! <laughs> I guess in the heat of the moment, you know, you didn't quite notice that you were going out of the frying pan and into the fire, so to speak. Yeah, I, I would have loved, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall or to see some video from that. That would have been hilarious. And I wonder if it was one of those like old prison yards where you've got like the spotlights and barbed wire and guard dogs and uh, everything just chaotic and going crazy. That would have been hilarious. All right, so that does it for another episode of Aural Apocalypse. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, again, find us at myspace.com forward slash Aural Apocalypse, as well as Facebook. Just do a search for Aural Apocalypse. We'd like to hear from you and uh, join us there on Cyberspace. Okay, the last song that I'm going to leave you with is a band called Silva Hill, consisting of members from Australia and the United Kingdom. It's their release from Adept Sound, an Australian label. For more information, you can go to www.adeptsound.net. They're a nice, uh, nice small label with only a few releases as to, to date, but we expect to hear some more great things from them. The name of the track is called To Autumn. So until next week, stay safe, stay sane. This has been the Arl Apocalypse with me, DJ Merrick.